Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and as promised, today we are going to jump into studying the nature and culture of God's kingdom through the teachings of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. When Jesus taught to these people on the Mount, it was a mixture of Jews, Gentiles, Pharisees, experts in the law, and those who had never heard of God. So despite their socioeconomic status or their educational background, Everyone was amazed at what Jesus was teaching and how it seemed to be countercultural to how they were living their lives. And as I've taught kingdom and biblical principles to my clients, it's funny how often we can convince ourselves that our lives today are so different than they might have been in those biblical times. But many of the things people struggled with then are the same things we struggle with today. And it's because we as human beings tend to operate outside of godly perspective, which leads us all down very similar paths of despair, discouragement, and overall discontentment in this world. Jesus's goal in teaching from the Mount was to establish God's kingdom here on the earth, which meant it would be turning the world on its head, causing people to question their current way of thinking, feeling, and behaving. It is one of the reasons we, as believers, must stay dedicated to studying our Bible It's so that we can renew our minds with these truths on a daily basis. For our minds and our carnal bodies will so often return to the ways of the world. And let's face it, that never ends well. Something God revealed to me many years ago was that if I wanted to help bring healing and transformation to the lives of others, I must be a conduit of his word and help to translate and explain the deeper and perhaps easily understood concepts of the Bible. I taught my clients about a wide variety of life topics, everything from parenting to finances to weight loss, but probably the most common topic was anxiety and the fear of not knowing. These often led to debilitating symptoms in people's lives. Although fear and worry have been plaguing humanity for all of time, it seems as though the intensity of this demonic attack has increased even more so in the last few years. In the latter years of my counseling career, anxiety disorders became my specialty. And it wasn't because I went to more training seminars on the topic or because I read more books on that subject. Rather, it was simply birthed from my day in and day out experience with hundreds and hundreds of clients over two decades. The commonality and the severity of how so many people suffered from anxiety began to reveal some very common patterns in human thinking. I could easily observe how difficult it could be for my clients to retrain their minds to think in godly ways, ways that would lead them to experience healing and freedom that lasts. And so my journey began in translating the word of God, making it practical and easy to apply to one's life. When God began to prepare me to transition from a private practice of individual and couples counseling to do more teaching and writing, the Holy Spirit laid out a blueprint of how to explain the urgency and yet simplicity to renewing the mind and just how crucial that is in order to have victory over spiritual warfare and enabling people to be effective in their kingdom purpose here on the earth. 
And so even though I had been teaching these concepts for years, God was able to organize them in a way that was not complicated and brought immediate revelation and healing to people. And in the area of anxiety, which is basically an evil spirit that has now been diagnosed by the world as a mental disorder, the Holy Spirit began to shine a light on a few verses that would eventually define the future of my current ministry, Kingdom Mindset. So that's what I'd like to discuss with you today, starting in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor for your body, as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food, and the body more than clothing? If we try to simply unpack this, we can see that it is both in instinctual and in frivolous ways that we might worry about what we eat, drink, or wear. In third world countries, these are very basic needs, ones that often go unmet and can cause great stress and even life-threatening situations at times. On the opposite end of the spectrum here in America, most of us live with great abundance. We might worry about food, but it's wondering if it's organic or gluten-free, or perhaps what will we make for dinner tonight? Or maybe it's what we choose to eat and if it will cause us to gain weight. Many people wonder if they will get to enjoy their specialty coffee drink of the day. And what we wear varies from an anxiety of being judged by others to comparing it to what we might see other people wearing, to having a compulsion to go shopping so as to have something new. Today's fashion and clothing usually leads to being overly obsessed with one's weight and how you would look in that clothing comparing it to the filtered perfection that we see in every platform of media today. No matter where you fall on that spectrum, you can see how the enemy really uses things like food, drink, and clothing to cause such distress in the lives of God's people. Think about the advertisements you see every day, from social media to billboards along the side of the road to commercials on various streaming platforms. How many of those commercials have to do with food, drink, or clothing? The majority of them? This is the type of unconscious programming that happens, delivered to us by a self-promoting and greedy world hoping to prosper and gain by convincing the everyday person to not be content and just have more and more seeking their true joy in these worldly things. And as humankind seeks to soothe their souls with more of everything, it seems they never really find that type of peace that lasts. Will we ever come to the realization of what is actually causing our stress and anxiety? That the very thing we hope will bring us some harmony or fulfillment is the thief that steals our joy? Jesus goes on to teach in the following verse, look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow, nor reap, nor gather crops into a barn, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? What an incredible biblical concept this is, which essentially comes down to your own desire to know the Creator, your heavenly Father, and understand and accept the love He has for you. It's why I started this teaching series with last week's episode of Knowing the Father Intimately, Because without this knowledge, without an ongoing relationship with him, 
living in a kingdom culture and understanding all that is being explained in these verses will be impossible. You have an almighty God who is everywhere and ever present, who is looking out for you, who cares for you, and is working in the lives of all people and in all events throughout history together for a grand finale, one that is far beyond our ability to comprehend, which is the basis for why so many people suffer from anxiety. They are trying to understand something they were never created to understand. So I would urge you, just based on these first few verses, to allow the Holy Spirit to come and minister to you, to bring you wisdom about how to be healed of anxiety and to release your desire to know, to control, the need for more of whatever the world has to offer, and humbly lay these worldly desires at the feet of Jesus. And in place of that, trust the Lord. Trust him to be the provider that he is. If he takes care of all of nature, just like the scripture says, how much more will he take care of you? Now, people could argue that animals die, wildfires happen, and nature can cause destruction that at times even causes human death. So if God allows that, perhaps he would allow bad things to happen to us as well. I've talked about this concept in past episodes, so I would encourage you to go back and listen. But to address it simply today, we must continue to press into being eternity-minded. Not all things can be explained in this moment or even in our lifetime. But from God's perspective, there is so much at work behind our human worldview And we must have the faith that he truly does use all things for the good of those who love him and for the overall advancement of his kingdom. Once your mind can grasp this very basic and vital concept of the kingdom, so many things in life come into alignment and will make so much sense to you. This trust and acceptance will bring you much needed peace. This biblical principle and your decision to release trying to control things in your life and learning to trust in a very good, very loving God will cure your anxiety. Now, you will have to apply this wisdom over and over because the temptations of this world and the enemy who attacks us in our mind will try to cause you to be fearful and worry again. There's a reason that the Bible tells us to not be afraid, to do not have fear, uh, 365 times. It is not because God expects us to never have fear. Rather, it is his loving reassurance that we can trust him and a reminder that we do not have to fear. And so with this in mind, Jesus goes on to say, and which of you by your worrying, can add a single day to his lifespan. So isn't it silly to worry about the things that are beyond your control and beyond what you could possibly prevent or change? Especially when it comes to other people, such as your loved ones. Although rationally, we might be able to admit that this type of thinking is healthy and true, it can be difficult to stop our minds from this natural progression of fear and worry. But as you become more and more talented at renewing your mind through God's word, you will become a very skilled warrior of the mind 
being able to quickly kick out lies and replace them with God's truth. In fact, not only does worrying not add to your life, but it takes away. There are many scientific and medical studies that show nothing shortens a person's life more than stress and worry. It causes a whole host of mental, emotional, and physical diseases. Fear, worry, and a lack of control put a great deal of stress on the brain and on the physical body. And again, from a rational perspective, what do these anxious thoughts and feelings achieve? My encouragement to you today is this. There is hope for you to overcome these anxieties. Do not believe the world when it says, this is simply how you're wired, or that it runs in your family, or you will struggle with these symptoms for the rest of your life. That is a lie. I have helped many people find freedom and peace who were persecuted for decades by a spirit of anxiety. It is explained in these verses that when we come to view our lives from a kingdom perspective, that is the cure. Not a band-aid, not a temporary relief, but the cure for anxiety. So back to our verses. Jesus goes on to say, And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin thread for cloth. Yet I say to you, that not even Solomon, in all of his glory, clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat? What are we to drink? What are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. So in these verses, Jesus is really saying that we can be duped by the world to have stress and to deal with these things on a daily basis in our mind and in our emotions. Things that are real. We do have to eat and drink. And we should probably wear something on our bodies as we walk around in this life. But these things are temporary and fleeting. They do not last, and despite what the world tries to convince us of, they do not bring joy or fulfillment. At least, not the type that will cause healing and freedom. Not like trusting the Lord to clothe us, to feed us, and to give us the only drink, that of his living water, which will sustain us for all eternity. Now, these words of wisdom certainly apply to more than just food, drink, and clothing. What are some other everyday fears and worries? Well, what about the lives of your children? How about the safety of your spouse as they drive to work or encounter temptations of every kind out in this dark world? How about your finances or overall health? What about the security of your family in the future? What are some of the things that cause you to worry? How much healthier, how much happier would our society be if we could approach life in our minds and in our emotions as these verses instruct? What if we could truly see the Lord as our provider, physically, mentally, and emotionally? I think it's so beautiful that Jesus refers specifically to Solomon, because this man had more wisdom and more money than any person who had ever lived. 
He could have bought the most beautiful clothing in the world. And yet Jesus says, so much more than that does the Lord have for you in how he wants to clothe you. You might be thinking, now, what could that possibly be referring to? If we think in spiritual terms, it could be how we appear to ourselves and to the world. Through a worldly lens, we look at people's clothing and how they style their hair, or perhaps how straight their teeth are, as we judge a person's appearance. But these observations are all through a broken and earthbound lens. And if we're truly honest, I think most people, believers in Jesus or not, would admit they are quite meaningless and usually only lead us to either jealousy or self-hatred. But with a little emotional and spiritual maturity, people usually come to the point in their lives where they would acknowledge the things that are most attractive about people are their attitudes and how they treat others. The most beautiful person in the world becomes ugly if you see their true nature and how selfish they can be or how they might treat others with less regard or respect than what they would demand for themselves. And yet, a person who may not have the nice clothing or may not be able to afford to color their hair or whiten their teeth, this person appears extremely beautiful and has incredible magnetism drawing people to them because of the love they show to others. We can all quite literally be a light to the rest of the world, exuding God's glory here on the earth. This is how God wants to clothe you. And how much more life-giving and fulfilling this type of adornment can be. Because this type of clothing can only come through grace and the spiritual gifting God supernaturally plants within each of us. It's not something to strive for, to worry about, or to fear. An incredible amount of confidence and peace comes along with trusting the Lord your God and that he will clothe you in the exact ways you need and in the ways that will most perfectly bless others. Jesus says the Gentiles eagerly seeked all these things of the world. But your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. What he's really trying to say is that the Lord understands human beings, that we will be caught up in our daily worries. But because the Father is all-knowing and he created us and has a future plan for all people, only he knows what we truly need. When you can learn to rely on him, it will relieve your anxiety. This next verse, verse 33, became the foundation for this kingdom mindset ministry. And it is this, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be provided to you. In this one simple sentence, there are deep and mysterious promises that God has for all those who put their faith in Jesus. In all that you do, seek him. Seek him first. Not your friends, not Google, not Amazon shopping, not the medicine cabinet, and certainly not the refrigerator. Seek to think like God thinks. Align your mind with the word of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to cause you conviction and a desire to live in righteous ways. Go deep into understanding who God is and the magnitude of his righteousness, which will then very naturally transform your life. 
No one who is touched by the love of God and who begins to understand these biblical principles can stay in an unhealthy lifestyle for very long. As you diligently redirect your mind, something supernatural begins to happen, and you will begin to seek the things of God's kingdom. And if you feel a pull from the world to have fear or worry, or to overly focus on your current circumstances, the very love that God has for you and the power of the Holy Spirit will quickly remind you to think like Jesus teaches us to. It is such an incredible way to live. I believe God is calling the church to live in this kingdom mindset more than any other generation because he wants to prepare us for the incredible release of his spirit on the earth. But our minds must be prepared to think in these new and radical ways. As we continue to dissect these spiritual concepts that Jesus taught in Matthew chapters 5 and 6, I pray that your mind will be hungry and eager to adapt this new and thriving way to live. Do not be afraid. Do not worry. God's grace is sufficient. And when you seek the kingdom first, he will give you all that you need. He will establish you and make straight your paths. He will lighten you and give you hope, and you will walk with the confidence of the Lord, free of anxiety once and for all. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.